Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Is it interesting? Then you go to a worldly party. It's okay for people to drink alcohol. It's okay for people to laugh. It's okay for people to play and dance around. But when you come to church, why? Actually, the devil tried to have the counterfeit. The devil tried to have a counterfeit of the kingdom of God in heaven. Amen? They use alcohol. They use game. They use movie. They use all kinds of things to make people have fun. But why the church cannot have joy in the Holy Ghost? Why we cannot have a drink of the wine, the new wine of God? Why cannot we have the bread of life and have fun in the presence of God? Our God is a good God. He loves us. We are His kids. He wants to have a party with us. Amen. He wants to tickle us. He wants us to laugh and have fun. Amen. Hallelujah. We are not religious people. We are the children of God. Amen. (laughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. I cannot go back to the old way. To go to church. Amen. Yes, amen. (laughs) That is religion. Religion destroys people. Religion put people in bondage again. But in the spirit, we have freedom. We have liberty. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to learn how to walk in our liberty. Amen. We should not be ashamed of our God. He's so good to us. Why we have to be ashamed of Him? Why can't we dance before Him? Why can't we laugh for Him? Laugh with Him. We don't need to be ashamed of our God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you have fun? Yes. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is a family. This church is a family. Amen. We are not an institution. We are not an organization. We are a family. We love each other. We forgive one another. We bear with each other's weaknesses. We just cover the multitudes of each other's sin. We love each other. That is a family of God. Amen. Everyone say, this is a family of God. Let's turn to each other and say, I loved you with the love of the Lord. I loved you. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Even the medical doctors say that if you can laugh, have a good belly laugh, 15 minutes a day, 
you shall be healthier than normal, than the normal population. Amen. So it's good that we can laugh together, we can have fun together. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to learn Your Word and help us to understand Your Word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yesterday we were talking about God as our provider. He is the merciful provider. We learn also that God is Jehovah Jireh or Jireh. He foresees what's going to happen to us. And when He foresees it, and we walk in His road of obedience, He will prepare the thing before us so that when the time comes of our need, our needs will be met. He is foreseeing, He is preparing, and He is providing for us. That's what we learned yesterday. This morning, we learned another thing that, another subject that our God is the God of abundance. This morning, I gave some introduction. Tonight, I will continue, and I hope I can finish. Otherwise, I will continue tomorrow night. We read from John chapter 10, verses 10 to 11. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. Everyone say, more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life to his sheep. We learned this morning that if God did not spare even the life his own son, of his own son, he would not spare other good things for us, all the things he's going to give to us freely. And we learned that the word more abundantly. The word abundance doesn't mean just to get by or just have enough to pay bill or just have enough to get by. But the word abundance means excess, excess, extra, more than enough. So when you say more abundantly, means more than, more than enough. There is a kind of God that we worship. There is a kind of God, there is a kind of Father that look after His children. We can receive from Him, no matter what things in our life, whether money, wisdom, joy, anointing, or manpower, or anything, we can have more than, more than enough. Therefore, more abundantly means exceeding the measure or rank or need over and above. More than it is necessary. Super added, superior, extraordinary, surpassing, excess, super abundance and uncommon. So our God is that kind of God. He is so generous. He's not a stingy God. Give you a little bit to get by. But when He gives, He gives a lot to take care of you. Amen. We read from the book of Psalm 23, verse 1 and verse 2, that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He make me lie down in green pasture, and He lead me beside the still water. He prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. And he anoints my head with oil, and my cup runs over. God gives us water to the point that it will run over the cup. He gives more than enough. Yes, definitely. In your eyes, you say it's a wasteful thing to let the water run out of the cup. But in the kingdom of God, we call abundance. Amen? God is the God of more than enough. He is the excessive God. He is a God of more than enough, abundance God. 
more than what we even need. Amen. Look at his heaven. His heaven. The street is made of gold. His new Jerusalem. The gate was made by pearl. Can you imagine? The foundation of his new Jerusalem was made of all the precious stone. Revelation chapter 21, verses 18 to 19. The construction of its wall, the new Jerusalem, was of jasper. The city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, and the fourth emerald. You can see that our God is a God of abundance. His new city, the new Jerusalem, was so full of precious things. Can you imagine? If God one day give you a car made with gold, you drive around in Seattle or in Las Vegas or Alaska in Anchorage, and your car was pure gold, how people are going to think about you? Wow, this is crazy. But you can say, my God, give it to me. Because my God is a generous God. I believe that it's going to go into the newspaper. This person, especially if it's a preacher, driving the car with gold. It will be in the newspaper. Amen? Because people don't like it. People don't like to see the minister is well-to-do. A lot of people think this way. The preacher should lay down with the leper. The preacher should be poor and broke. And not have anything. A lot of people are not happy when the preachers and the minister like me are blessed. They're very upset because they think that the preacher should be poor, should be very, very broke in their life. No! I am the servant of the king of all kings. You are the servant of the king of all kings. He is your employer. He's going to give good salary, good provision, abundant provision, to his worker. Amen. You will not lack. You will have more than enough. Our God is a God of excess. Our God is a God of too much. Who fills the cup and does not stop pouring, but keep the water running over out of the cup. He is not a conservative God. He is not a constricted and narrow and broke God. He is the rich and abundant God. Amen. He does not want you to just have money because he wants you to have more than just have money. He wants you to have everything that is important and is needed in your life. I know that this message doesn't make the devil happy. You know why the devil is not happy right now? Because the devil is afraid that you're going to know the truth and the truth will set you free. The devil doesn't want you to know that God can bless you financially, materially, wisdom, everything in your life in an abundant way. More than enough. Especially, he doesn't want you to have money. You know why? He doesn't want you to have money because he knows that money will give you influence. With money, you can do a lot of things. It's nothing wrong to have money, but it's wrong to love money. You need to understand that it's nothing wrong to be rich financially, but it's wrong to love money. So if God bless you financially, you don't need to feel guilty. You don't need to feel that I'm wrong, I am sinner. Because the devil wants to destroy the church by giving deception. And that deception sometimes comes out from the mouth of the preacher. 
or mouth of the Christians, they will say that, you know, God will give you what you need. What you're supposed to have is just what you need. But actually, the Bible did not say that. The Bible say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord can give you more than enough, more than what you need, so that you can have left over to do the great commission, to go and help the poor, to help your mother-in-law, to help your father-in-law, to give to people around you. Amen. One of my relatives in Thailand lost the job for one and a half years. Can you imagine if I just get by, I would not be able to help my relative. But because I have more than enough, God bless me so I can help my relative for one and a half years to be able to buy food, to pay rent, to pay the car payment, to send their kids to school, never have to take the kids out of the private school. I can help them for one and a half years. Amen. I can still send money to my dad every single month. Every month, by the fifth of the month, I send money to my dad. I can do more than enough because God blessed me financially. It's nothing wrong to be blessed by God. Amen. The devil may say to you that you just have what you need. Look at what the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Did the Bible say, whatever you need or whatever things you ask, whatever thing, it means He can give you abundantly more than what you need. Is that right? The Bible says in Psalm chapter 20, verse 4, may He grant you according to your heart's desire. He grants you according to your heart desire. So he can give you more than what you need. Psalm chapter 21 verse 2. You have given him his heart desire and have not withheld the request of his lips. Amen. So when you have something that you may want in your life, not because you are covetous, but because you want that to be able to live better in your life, to show that my God is the king of the universe. You can ask God. And he can give it to you. Amen. I know that this kind of teaching, some people may think that, wow, this is extreme. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. A lot of people are not happy when God bless somebody. When God bless somebody, I'm not happy. Because they get too much. Actually, we should be happy. Today I heard that one of the sisters got a good job. And able to come to camp full time. I was so happy that God blessed her. Enough to come to the camp full time. We should be happy when people get blessed. When people give them abundantly. Amen. Many Christians are in confusion and darkness. Believing in the devil's lie. This lie infiltrates their mind that God's people have to be poor, be sick, be broke, and have nothing left over. Just get by every month. We need to break that loose from your mind. Get rid of that lies of the enemy. The lies of the enemy. You need to believe that your God is your provider and your God will give you more abundantly. It's about your faith. Amen? Do you believe that God can give you more abundantly? Do you believe that God is the excessive God? Amen? I'm going to show you in the Bible. He can meet your need. But actually, meeting your need is nothing to God. He can do more than He just meet your need. Amen. 
Hallelujah. He can give you water to run out from your cup and run over the table and run out of your house and bless your neighbor. More than enough to bless other people around you. Hallelujah. Before I go on to teach, I want to remind you one thing. There are knowledge, knowledge is in the Bible that you know. But don't have this kind of mentality. Be content with the level you know. You need to go deeper. Have a deeper revelation and deeper faith in what you know. Amen. You may know about God's provision, but you may not know enough. You need to go deeper. Have deeper revelation, deeper faith in what you know, in every subject of the Bible. God has vast revelation for you to understand. That's why when you hear a sermon, first time, you know this much. The second time, you go deeper. The third time, you go deeper, you receive it into your life and expand your understanding, expand your faith in that subject. And you get excited about it. You come, and come up and dance and say, yes, 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 this is for me. I'm excited about this knowledge. I'm excited about this truth. This is for me. That should be the kind of Christian we are. We are the Christian that's excited about the truth of God. And we go deeper and deeper in the Word of God to the point that we have faith and we'll become doer of the Word of God and we can see the result in our life. Amen? I show you scripture. Luke chapter 6 verse 30. Give to everyone who asks of you. This is a scary scripture for some believers. Ask, give to everyone who asks of you and from him who take away your goods, do not ask them back. How many people read this scripture and say, oh, this is not fun. When people come and ask you something, yes, I give to you. Actually, it's very difficult to do. How many people agree? If people come to you and say, can I have $10? What? I need to keep my $10 with me. You ask for $10, I don't want to give to you. But the Bible says, if people come and ask you for $10, give to that person. It's not easy to do it. But you know why the Bible says that? Actually, we should come to the point in our life that we can do that. Anyone come and ask, you can give. Quiet in this room. Very quiet. The reason I want to tell you, and I have to deal with this myself, but I need to preach the truth. The reason why people have difficulty turning loose things from their hand to give to somebody because they don't know who God is. Because they don't have faith that God is the abundant God and God is the provider. If you really know your God, that He is your, your provider, if you know that God is the abundant, excessive God, you can let loose everything in your hand and you believe it will come back better. Anyone ask you anything? You give. Maybe in the worship service. One day it happened to me. I went to a service. And I was sitting there, suddenly, the Lord spoke to me. Write a check right now. I said, what? Give to my wife? Yes, sure. No, no. Write a check right now, $2,000. And walk to give to the pianist. And I say, are you sure, God? Is this not my voice? I turn to my, my wife and say, is it, you think this is from God? She just nod her head. I pull up my checkbook, wrote the check $2,000. And I walk there with my hand checking. <laughs> and hand it to the pianist. And I walk back. But I obey the Lord. 
I did it. I gave that two thousand dollars to the stranger. You know why? God tested my heart. God knows that one of these day I'm gonna need money. He want me to sow the seed into that person. He want to see my heart that I have faith that my God is my provider or not. He want to see my faith that I believe that God is abundant God and can give to me or not. Later on, better than two thousand dollars. He want to bless me. That's why he asked me to give. He is a God of preparation. Amen. If you know who God is, you will be willing to let loose of your money from your hand and give to people easily. You will trust God that God going to give back to you. Amen. The more cramped your hand is in holding things in your hand, the harder God going to give you the blessing. The more generous, the more you let go things of your hand, the easier God going to give you back. This is the key. A lot of people are poor forever because they are stingy. They never give. I know some brother and sister in this church gonna be well to do. There's a couple in my care group. Every time this couple come to my care group, they will bring a lot of food. We never have to ask. They bring a lot of food, their own money. We never, they never charge me. They never ask for the care group to give them money. I know this couple will be blessed because they are givers. They always come give, give, give. Amen. They let loose of the money from their hand because they know that God, that that God is the abundance God, the God of abundance. They know that God is going to give them back excessively, abundantly. Everyone say the easier. It is for me to let my money go. The easier I can receive from God. Amen. Therefore, if you know your God, you will not be stingy anymore. You know God going to give you back. He can give you back more than what you give to other people. The New Testament Christian. One thing. That God look at us. He doesn't look at only our action. He looks at our heart. Do we have faith in God? Whatever you do, you need to have faith. Why the Bible say give cheerfully? How can you give and say ha ha ha, ho ho ho, instead of giving and <sighs> the preacher get money for me, the preacher. You don't give and cry and get mad. Why you can give and still ha ha ha, ho ho ho, cheerfully? You know why? Because you give by faith. Because you know that when you give, the abundant God, the excessive God, can give you back more than what you give. You have to trust in the Lord. You have faith. Everything you do mix with faith. Amen. You will never outgive God. Look at verse thirty-one. The Bible says, "Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise." Do you want God to do to you abundantly, generously? You want people to be generous to you? What do you need to do? Be generous to people. You reap what you sow. The Bible says in verses thirty-six to verse thirty-eight. Therefore, be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. 
Judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. This scripture, Luke chapter 6, from verse 30 on to 38, give us the principle of sowing and reaping. Anything in our life, whatever you do, you reap what you sow. If you sow friendship, you reap friendship. If you sow criticism, you criticize people all the time, you reap criticism. If you sow hatred, you will be hated. If you sow love, you reap love. Everything that you sow, you're going to reap. Amen? Jesus did not say that when you give, you're going to receive the same amount back. Did Jesus say that? No. Jesus said, press down, shaken together, and running over. Does God know how big the basket you have? He knows. But he will give back to you, shaken down, pressed down, shaken, and running over out of the basket. So whenever you give to people, you need to remember that God is the abundant God. God is the excessive God. He's going to give you back more than you give to people. Do you have that faith that you can give and God give you back more than what you give to people? Amen. You need to believe that because you know your God. I want to tell you, the reason people give excuses not to give. Oh, I cannot tithe. I, don't have, I cannot afford it to tithe. I cannot give to the poor. I cannot help that brother to come to the camp. I don't have enough money. You know why? It's not about you don't have money. It's about you don't have faith. If you have faith, God can give you back more than what you give. Sometimes the devil talk to me. I fly to a foreign country four times a year. I come to camp. I miss work about almost six weeks a year. My friend miss work only one week a year. They take only one week vacation. I miss about six to eight weeks for the ministry. And sometimes the devil talk to me, you're going to be in trouble. You miss work all the time. But I say, no, 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 no. My God is the God of abundance. When I give to your ministry, I will get back. And so far, my income still number one in my office. Still number one. I want to challenge you today. Challenge you today. You plan to come to camp next year full time. You say, I'm going to start to save money. I'm going to give money, give time to God in this camp. And you see God, how God is going to bless you financially. Because you're willing to give and God is going to give you back. Amen? And the Lord is happy to give back to you because you are willing to give. When you give, you will not only get reward in heaven, but you will get a lot of reaping on earth here too at the same time. It's a double blessing. Reward in heaven and on earth, God will give you back. Amen? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. He will not give you exact amount that you give out he will give you back hundredfolds, tenfolds, thirtyfolds. Amen. Because our God is the God of 
more than enough. He is a God of abundance. Look at the story in the Bible in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, stopped preaching, he said to Simon, launch into the deep, let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. Everyone say sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knee, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. This story talks about the abundance of God. At that time, Jesus was a preacher. You need to understand, the preacher coming to town. He was preaching, the crowd followed him, and then Peter saw him. Peter just toiled all night, tried to catch fish. He got nothing. How do you feel? You work hard all day, but you get no money. He came back kind of depressed. He washed the net. He put the equipment away. He wanted to go home. He wanted to rest because all night he did not sleep. And then suddenly a preacher come and say, Simon, I want to use your boat. Let's get out. I think the first reaction of many of you in this room, what? This is not convenient. I have not slept yet all night. I'm tired. What are you talking about? Using my boat? I want to go to bed. This story teaches us one of the lessons. If you are a wise man and woman, you need to learn to catch the time of God's visitation. And I want to tell you, God's visitation is not always coming at your convenient time. It's not the time that you have all the money, everything ready, you are well rested, you have everything that you need, that God is going to visit you. God is going to visit you at the time you are not ready. You feel tired, you feel exhausted, you have no money, you are broke, but God is going to visit you. Like Elisha visit that woman. Anytime God visits you, maybe the time is a time that you are not ready. But Peter was sensitive enough to respond to the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. He went out in the boat. Jesus asked for the boat. Jesus asked him to give him something to use. He went out into the boat and began to preach. And I believe Peter liked the preaching. After that, Jesus said, let's go out deeper and we're going to catch the fish. What is the first reaction? I believe that some of you, if you were Peter, would say, you are the preacher. You are not a fisherman. Is that right? And I already cleaned up my net. I cleaned up my equipment. What are you talking about? And I catch all night. I try to catch fish all night. And this is not the time to catch fish anyway because already daylight. But Peter was smart enough to listen to the word of God. Okay, look at this situation. There are two things here. 
In order to live according to the abundance of God, two things happen here. Number one, Peter obeyed the calling of God. God said, give. He gave his boat. When God tells you to do something, you need to respond. As I say, maybe God say, why don't you pull out that diamond ring and give to Mary Jo? And you think, no, this diamond ring is my toy. I love this diamond ring. I'm not going to give to Mary Jo. But if you know God is abundance, it's an abundant God, he, you're willing to give. Because He's he going to give you a better, bigger diamond ring. Remember this, God never asks you to do something without paying you back. He is a good God. He never takes advantage of you. But God is going to ask you to do something. Give Him something to work on. So that is the first thing. He's going to speak to you to do something. Second thing, He's going to speak to you to reap. When Jesus told Peter, that's God, Jesus tried to give the hint that I'm going to give you the reaping now. You sow your boat, now I'm going to let you reap. So Peter responded to the voice of God again. So it's the same thing here. You already give, you tie to the church, you give to the poor, you give to help people to come to camp, whatever you give in your life. When God speaks to you to do something, you need to listen and respond. Amen? And then the time of reaping will come. Peter did not use any reasoning. Peter did not argue. Peter did not try to use all kind of reason to go back to the chore. He said, okay, let's go. I listen to your voice. And what happened? The story. They caught a lot of fish. To the point that the net was breaking. Let me ask this question. Do you think God is smart enough to know how much, how many pounds of fish can be in the net before it breaks? Do you think God knows? God is not dumb. But God keep putting the fish into that net until the net was breaking. Not only that, pull out another boat, come here, help me, help me. Do you think He knows that how many fish one boat can contain? Do you think God knows? Yes, God knows. But the net was breaking and the boat was sinking. What is all about here? Our God is a God of abundance. In other words, God loves to give. God loves to bless. If you can speak in a human term, He could not help Himself not to give to you. So whenever God starts to bless you, you need to act like you are in the roller coaster. You need to catch something. Because the blessing will come to the point that you, like this, check your house. The blessing will come more abundantly than what you can bear, what you can hold. You need to hold on something. Hold on to something because the blessing of God is going to come to the point that your boat is going to be sinking and your neck is going to be breaking. Amen. 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 The blessing of God is abundant. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you excited about this message? Look at another story. In Luke chapter 9, verses 10 to 14, and I will finish. And the apostle, when they had returned, told him all that they had done. Then he took them and went aside privately in a deserted place, belonging to the city called 
Bethsaida. And when the multitudes know it, they followed him and he received them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who had need of healing. When the day began to wear away, the twelve came and said to him, send the multitude away that they may go into the surrounding towns and country and lodge and get provisions for we are in the deserted place here. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. You see what the Lord say? You give them something to eat. God give the command. Give. A while ago, Jesus asked Peter, give me your boat. I want to preach on your boat. Now God say, give them something to eat. God did not suddenly from heaven the bread and the fish to give to people. God said, give me something. Okay? And they said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food from all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. And, they, and he said to his disciples, make them sit down in group of 50s. Okay. You can see the story here that a lot of people there, 5,000 men and men and, and women and children, they're all hungry. They were all hungry. And it's dark. And Jesus gave the command, two commands. Number one, give me something. Two, put them sit down. Every time God wants to do something in your life, He's going to give you the command and to see you respond or not. At that time, according to the scripture, the person who gave the five loaves and two fish to Jesus was a young boy, maybe about eight to ten years old. The Bible says in John chapter 6, verse 9, John 6, 9, there is a lad here who had five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? See the picture. A young boy, eight years old, maybe ten years old. The mom packed lunchbox. Five loaves, two small fish. Just for a small stomach. Not enough for people. And Jesus said, give me that lunchbox. Thank God that boy did, was not selfish. Thank God that boy did not say, I'm sorry, I'm hungry, I need to eat. That boy obeyed the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave all that he had to Jesus. And what happened? The Bible say, And they did so. And make them all sit down. And he took the five loaves and two fish and looked up to heaven. And he blessed and broke them and gave them to the disciples and set before the multitude. So they all ate and were filled. And the twelve baskets, the word basket here in the Greek language is a big basket that they used to put Paul inside in Acts chapter 9 to come down from a building. It's a big basket that a grown-up man can sit in there, okay? Basket of the leftover fragments were taken up by them. You think God is smart enough to know how much the food they need to feed those 10,000 people? You think God knows exactly how much he needs to multiply? He knows. But he is the God of excess. He's a God of more than enough. He's the God of abundance. He's the God who will give more than what you need. At the end, everyone full, everyone have all the food to eat, everyone just like this to their stomach, just rub their stomach and happy. The boy went back home with 12 baskets full 
of loaves and fish. I think the mom might be shocked. What's going on here? I give you one small box of lunch box, give you a small lunch box, and now you come back with 12 baskets, big baskets full of food. It might be if one basket is about 40 pounds, so it will be about 500 pounds. So it's about, what, 100-fold of multiplication to give to this kid. What I want to conclude here, our God is a God of abundance. You need to obey Him. Amen? Obey Him. Trust Him. You need to learn how to sow the seed. Sow the seed. Sow the tithe. Sow the offering. Helping the poor. Help blessing the church ministry. Blessing the great commission. You learn how to sow. If God speaks to you, obey Him right away. And when God speaks to you again how to reap, do it. Maybe God call you, call that person, suddenly you got a job. That person give you a good job. Maybe God speak to you, email that person, that person offer you a job or something. God going to speak to you for the way that you can get money. Amen? You don't need to worry about it. God will give you more than enough. Amen? Praise the Lord. We should rejoice when we see our brother and sister are blessed. Amen. We should rejoice to see your pastor is blessed. Amen. Our house, our car, everything we use for the kingdom of God. We do for the kingdom. We live for the kingdom. And our God is a God of abundance. More than enough. Left over to do good things. Amen. Do you want that happen to your life? Yes. Have faith. Everyone confess. My God, My God. is the merciful provider. <laughs> He's the God of abundance. Excess. Extra. Left over. More than enough. More and more. Abundantly, so that I can do good works. He is a God of cup running over, net breaking, boat sinking, 12 basket full left over. He is the more than enough God. I want you to get that tonight. How many people get it that God is a God of abundance? The whole message, if you can get this, that God is a God of abundance and He is your provider. He foresees, He prepares, and He will provide for you. Don't worry. Just love God, serve God, obey God. Drive your car in the road of obedience. He will take care of you. I have faith in my heart that every member of this church will be fully abundantly provided. Amen. No one gonna lack. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, this is why 
we can worship God. We can just banana for God. God is so good. He's a good God. Our Father is good. We love Him. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address, New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington, 98040. Thank you very much.